0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v Send, the Sports Betting Network. Hour two of the final
5: Nightcap alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Once again, we're... Moving up a couple hours, six to nine p.m. Eastern, starting tomorrow. The new Veasan lineup. Uh, We will be the show called Veasan Prime. Yes, we will. At Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and uh, we head to uh, my hometown right now. Head back to the nation's capital. Uh, Just a awful circumstance that unfolded yesterday in Washington D.C. with Brian Robinson being shot multiple times in an attempted carjacking. And we're uh, bringing on Ben Standig, uh, senior rep- reporter uh, for The Athletic, covers the Commanders and also the NFL. Uh, ben, you were at practice today. Talk to the team, uh, talk to the players, and, and Ron Rivera speaking. Uh, overall, what, what was kind of the message uh, after you know, the, the unfortunate circumstance that unfolded on Sunday with Brian Robinson being shot multiple times?
1: Yeah, I mean it was obviously a uh, you know a, a tough day for for the team. They got back to practice today. Round of pulled everybody uh, together right at the start of practice, and he told us later that his his message was: "Look, it's going to be a tough day today. Just do your best to get through it, and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll go from there." You know, the good news is that it, it appears Brian Robinson's going to be okay. Um, he had surgery today, uh, but. For, for for two, uh, he was shot twice in the lower extremities, um, but it seems as if he's going to be okay. Uh, what that means to football, we're not sure yet. But they do, there seems to be even some indication that maybe he can come back and and, and play. So that's all positive of an unfortunate circumstance, and I think that helped everybody kind of get through the day. But you know, it's obviously a pretty scary circumstance, uh, you know, to say the least.
6: Moving forward, and listen, like everyone else, you know, Ben, we're ecstatic that Brian's okay. As we switch over to the actual football component, a couple questions from me, first being how has the transition from Sam Mills to Jeff Z as defensive line coach gone? Have you seen improvement? And also, can we get a timetable on the return of Chase Young? Yeah,
1: um, on the second question, you know, uh Chase Young is going to be on the physically unable to perform list. He is now. So he's out at least the first four games. Uh, you know, if you're putting him on that list and they did it a couple weeks ago, you know, you're kind of recognizing it's going to be a bit of time. So you're just going to move, move forward now. So he may ultimately miss probably more than four games would be my guess. As far as the, uh, change with the defensive line coach, which is obviously a pretty odd, uh, circumstance, uh, at this point in training camp, when it happened, you know I think I think we'll we'll have to see. There hasn't been a ton of time, obviously, on the field since the, since the change happened. I mean, they've been practicing, but in terms of game reps, you know, we haven't seen a, a ton. They've already got you know Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, even without Chase Young, they've got a pretty dynamic uh, group there, at least potentially, and they've got some interesting options behind them, although nobody like that proven. Uh, Look, the the defensive line obviously has to be a huge, uh, deal for, for, for this group to move forward. They, they cratered last year uh, after coming in with high expectations. Um, I think Montez sweat, if he can get a little more consistency, could have a a 10 sack kind of season. John Allen looks like he's ready to go back to the pro bowl again. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you know, Jeff, uh, Saniga is, he is a very intense guy and I don't think that will be an issue for that group. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I will just say their third-down defense, which was a disaster last year, has not been good this in the preseason with the starters. That's There's a, a fair amount, I think, of that on the defensive line. They've got to be more disciplined and mature with what they're doing out there, according to uh, Ron Rivera.
6: Uh, ben Standing, Lee reporter for The Athletic, covering the Washington Commanders. Moving to the other side of the ball, two things. Uh, Logan Thomas was taken off the pup. Uh, can we get an update on him? And Carson Wentz was the big offseason free agent addition. Can you give us an update on how internally they're feeling about that decision? Now that we sit here getting ready 10 days, or I think uh, maybe a little more from the first game, do they feel like they made the right decision, or are there still questions?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think they feel that they've made the, the right decision among the, the options that they had. I mean, I would hope they would think that at this point, you know, they haven't played a game yet. And, uh, y- you know, when you watch Carson Wentz in practice, you see the good and the concerning, the good is he's got a big arm. He's a big guy. He can get the ball down the field. You know, if you just put together a highlight reel of his best moment, you know, it looks like a guy who could be, you know, uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, but he's also historically a low completion percentage quarterback. And you see that, you see that play out in, in in uh, practice and even in some of the games when he's getting pressured, his mechanics seem to break down a bit. So, you know, there are definitely some concerns, but there's, you know, the, the positives for a team that has struggled to find any kind of quarterback play in recent years. I think they're going to, you know, aim for the positives, hope that it works. And, you know, I, I, they have tons of weapons around him um, even with, with, even without Brian Robinson. So, you know, there's a reason to be optimistic But obviously the last couple of years with Carson Wentz, we can't ignore that, and think it's definitely, you know, it's 100% going to work out.
6: Uh, Logan Thomas, update.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he's off the pup list. He's starting to do a bit more in practice. So uh, so last week was the last time we got to watch a full practice. Um, Today, though, we get to watch the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, and he was doing more than he had last week in terms of being uh, physical, doing some blocking drills. We haven't seen that yet. Uh, I I think if he's feeling good when the season starts, I think he could have a a, a pretty big year. Carson Wentz throws to the tight end about as much as anybody in this league other than Lamar Jackson. And Logan Thomas in 2020 was pretty impressive for this group. And all the wide receivers, as good as they are, none of them are are big, the top three guys. So I think Logan Thomas could really be uh, a pretty interesting player this year. It, It looks like he's making pretty good progress at this point. Uh, So, yeah, I think it's it's a pretty exciting development for Washington.
6: Ben Standing, again, from uh, the Washington Commanders, lead reporter for The Athletic. I can fix Carson Wentz for you, Ben. All you got to do is just tell him, hey, Sean King said, (laughs) if you throw the ball sidearm without legitimate reason, I'm pulling you. That's where all his inaccuracy comes. He he gets in the pocket – And he wants to throw the ball sidearm on a play where he has a clean pocket and the ball goes who knows where. But I actually like it because I had Sam Howell as my number one quarterback coming out of this year's draft class. How has Sam Howell been so far?
1: Yeah, I I like Sam Howell a lot too. He was sort of the one guy in that, you know, sort of five quarterbacks were coming out that intrigued me the most. And I remain intrigued. Uh, You know, my basic take has been he's – Taylor Heineke, but with a much better arm. He's got that grittiness. If you, if anybody watched this last preseason game, he played start to finish, playing with the backups. He was running for his life a lot, but got sacked five times, hit 12 times. But he kept coming. He picked up about 60 yards on the ground, ended up passing for about 280. Uh, Washington only scored 15 points, but that was with a missed field goal and at least a couple of drop touchdown passes. Uh, so I, I think Sam Howell has looked pretty good now we we may not see him again on the field this year um although i do wonder if in the second half of the year when he's got more experience and they needed if they needed a quarterback would they turn to him over taylor heineke we'll we'll see about that but i think he's at least given washington reason to be interested you know next year whether that's as the backup because heineke's a free agent or you know if the wednesday completely falls apart you know, to, to potentially have somebody to consider, you know, I'm not going to go crazy and say he's a quarterback of the future, but I I definitely think he's been interesting.
5: Talking once again to Ben standing from the athletic, Ben, just circling back to uh, the Brian Robinson situation. So obviously, you know, who knows if he'll be able to get back on the field. I know there was some optimism today, but we know he won't be there for at least the beginning part of the season. And he had taken over the starting running back, uh, Role. Uh, it, it had seemed that, you know, heading into the Jacksonville game, he would be RB1. You know, Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator there, entering year three as the OC. How do you think he tweaks this offense? Uh, because it, it had felt like, you know, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, he'd been, uh, Gibson, that is, had kind of been in the doghouse here uh, most of this preseason.
1: Yeah, I, I, it sounds so much I wouldn't say with Gibson it's the doghouse. I just think. In my view, and I think perhaps in their view now, that Gibson was a bit miscast with how they were using him the last couple of years. This is a guy who was a wide receiver in college, who he has the size to play running back, of course, but he's got breakaway speed as well. He's to me is a player they need to get in space. This is something I've been saying for a while, and they have been saying that a lot now. Last year, when they had a four-game winning streak, I think it was Gibson's best stretch of the year. There was a lot of ball control. He was really impressive. Consistently, he struggles to be well. I guess, frankly, he struggles to be consistent on, on the ground when we're talking about sort of you know running between the tackles. He, if you look at various analytics and metrics, he leaves yards on the field. Uh, Robinson is the opposite of that. He is a, you know sort of a straight-ahead runner, aggressive, keeps his you know, does a good job of keeping his, his frame parallel to the line of scrimmage, and he, every, even when he gets bottled up, he moves forward. And get some yards. He can also catch passes. So I think the combination of those two guys look to be really good. Now with Robinson out for at least some amount of time, it's back to Gibson. They also have J D. McKissick. Um, I, you know, I'll be curious to see. Do they have Gibson kind of, you know, run the same plays he did last year, or do they try to figure out ways to get him in space and you know just be a little more creative with the run game? I think that's got to be a question. It may come down to how long Brian Robinson is actually out.
5: Hey, Ben, before we let you run, real quickly, you got 20 seconds. What's your prediction on the record this year for the Commanders?
1: I was saying nine wins prior to um, the Brian Robinson injury. I, I do think it's significant. I mean, I, I'm not going to go, like, say it's down to five, but, you know, it's like nine, but now maybe a little leaning towards eight because of, of that. I think Robinson was going to be a key. So I'd say nine. I'll be optimistic.
5: He is Ben Standing from The Athletic. It's the Nightcap here on Jason.
3: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is The Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network.
5: Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken. Now to start your run at victory, Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink. Responsibly. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Just a quick update from Major League Baseball. The Brewers, who are fighting to try to catch the San Diego Padres in the uh, wildcard run, blew a 3-0 lead with Ace Corbin Burns on the hill. He gave up a couple home runs, including one that was absolutely obliterated by O'Neill Cruz. But... In the bottom of the eighth, they just tied the game up with a two-run shot from Garrett Mitchell. So a 5-5 game now headed to the ninth inning in Milwaukee as uh, the Brewers do have a manageable schedule down the stretch. But, you know, in order to have a manageable schedule, you got to win those games, Sean.
6: Yeah, especially against teams like the Pirates.
5: I mean, their schedule, the Padres have nine games left with the Dodgers. And the Brewers have... Uh, bunch of games against pirates and the Reds and the Cubs. I think
6: the Brewers have proved, proven up to this point it doesn't matter. <laughs> they can lose on any given night.
5: They sure can. That is uh that is a that is absolutely fair. So right now, headed to the ninth I think Devin Williams going to come in for the Brewers uh in the uh in the top of the ninth inning. The Dodgers won earlier today three to two as they just keep beating everybody. Oh uh, Albert Pujols, hit another home run?
6: 694. Uh, six 694, yeah. yeah. Hope he gets it. He's be been cool. such a good dude. How many games are left? 30s, 40? Uh,
5: yeah, about 30. Uh right now the Cardinals are 74 and 54, so.
6: I hope oh. some pitchers groove it for him and leave it up to him. Like I don't want anybody walking him, you know, like give him a chance. He can hit it out. Like, yeah. he's earned it.
5: 33 games after tonight yeah. for the Cardinals. Who if he are,
6: gets to 697, 98, does he come back?
5: I don't think so. Yeah, I'd
6: have to get to 700. I couldn't walk away. Somebody would. would He'd have a spot. Probably even in St. Louis if he wanted. I'd have to. If you get that close to 700, you have to come back. That's why I don't really want him to come back, because I feel like he's had a great career. He made the All-Star. Was he in the All-Star game? home run He was or in all, both, because right. it
5: was... You know cuz that was, was I
6: was, was a great way oh, to yeah. go out. Absolutely. Get these last six homers.
5: I hope he does. Get them. And they keep pulling away from the Brewers. Entering today, they were 6 games up in the division.
6: Well, that Jordan Montgomery trade looks worse and worse from a Yankees point of view every time he pitches.
5: Yeah. Um so Cardinals uh Cardinals and Brewers very well could meet in the first round of the playoffs cuz the Cardinals are not going to win enough games to get the bye. Uh that'll go to the Mets and the Dodgers. So the Cardinals will likely face the lowest wild card team, which at this point would be the Padres, but the Brewers are only a game and a half out. That would be a that'd be a fun little showdown, the two central rivals taking on each other. I in can't the wait till
6: next Thursday so I can forget about baseball until the playoffs.
5: <laughs> this Thursday. Oh.
6: Next Thursday. When we get Rams uh Bills. Yeah,
5: well, we got college football starting this year. Yeah,
6: Thursday. but you know, you're not gonna really get over baseball until <laughs>
5: speak for yourself.
6: Rams Bills and they trot. Josh Allen Matthew Stafford out there. By the way, after talking to Ben Standing, the Commander's win total sits at eight. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion?
5: Uh, I I said all along I'd probably lean over um, because I do think they're better than last year when they went seven and ten. I think the Brian Robinson situation, to Ben's point, it's not, look, you can overcome – a loss of a running back, especially a running back who hadn't started a game yet in the NFL. But I do think it's significant. I think he was he was drafted in the third round for a reason. He had taken the starting role uh, from Antonio Gibson. They do have quality running backs in Gibson and McKissick now. Um, I, I would lean over, but it's a, it's a no play for me. I, I still am very confident that the Eagles win this division. Um, I think the Eagles, in a very... Up in the air, NFC could make a run to win the NFC. Um, it all comes down to Jalen Hurts, though. But I mean, you've been captain commander.
6: Yeah. So I I've do not ha- have to tell you. I have a future on Washington to win the East. I haven't jumped off the ship, but I moved from the front of the ship to the back of the ship.
5: Yeah. You haven't been as loud as for yeah, a couple months. And here's
6: ago. why it doesn't have anything to do with what happened with Brian Robinson. It has everything to do with I watched them in the preseason and been standing alluded to it. They can't get off the field on third down. Hmm. Like and now I don't get Chase Young back. I was hopeful that you know he'd only miss one or two games. He's on the pup, so he has to miss at least four. Like the defense has me alarmed. Now I don't overreact or I try not to overreact based on preseason results, but I'm human. Hmm. And when I'm watching a team. That I've been very vocal about supporting, and they don't give me any glimpse
0: Hmm.
6: of like having a competent third down defense, I get nervous. So, my nervousness comes from their inability to get off the field in the preseason in all three games. Hmm. I mean, every team they played, they made the other offense look like the greatest show on turf back from '99.
5: Yeah, I told you all that, but you didn't listen. But, yo, you're the teacher, right? Yeah, you know, man, I, sometimes, I don't know. I, if when you had hair, did you even listen
6: less? Like, well, I would
5: think when you lost your hair. Well,
6: understand how this brilliant mind works.
5: Because, like, I tell you, I understand of
6: things. how the brilliant mind works. Okay. You have opinions in June and July mm-hmm. about the upcoming NFL season. Right. In August, you get more information. So, once you input more information, like
5: the information I told you, but
6: you have to digest it and then. You decide. Okay, were my June and July opinions accurate? Are some of them maybe I should second guess them, or was I dead wrong? So I'm in a position with the commanders. I'm I'm not second guessing myself yet, but I am a little nervous.
5: I told you Chase Young wouldn't be ready to start the season.
6: But you also said Logan Thomas wouldn't. Neither. You said he'd be on. Pump. He wasn't
5: expected to be. Right. He's so also not going to play. with Just
6: week like tonight. Logan Thomas, like is available. I thought Chase Young. I'm still a young man. You know, Willie Taggart used to always say we heal different around here. So I heard Ron Rivera says the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You also told me But
6: we'll see. I mean they may come out, they may come out to shoot and make me feel extremely confident about my full support in June and July. As we are in August, they have three quarters of my support. If I don't like what I see in the first couple weeks, I will publicly get off that ship.
5: And uh, and just tell me I was right?
6: Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Unlike you, when I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. And I'll give you credit for being right. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. I I reserve the right as you get more information to adjust how you feel. That's why they play 17 weeks. Unbelievable. How you feel in week one may not be how you feel in week four about something. I
5: gave you props about Clemson nonstop, but, you know,
6: Oh, I, I sure yeah, but this. I mean, at this time last year, everybody was calling me an idiot I when they came on the show, and I, I said Clemson's going to lose three games. I agree. Yeah,
5: and I told you two months ago to bet the Eagles when they were two seventy-five to win the division. And, and part of and my now they're the favorite.
6: Part of my love for the e for the Commanders is I'm still not completely sold on Philly. Miles Sanders already hurt. He's always hurt.
5: You Better know? their their roster is I mean, runs but, circles around the Commanders roster. Well,
6: they Have a good roster, best offensive line. In hey, the they, they have a good roster. I'm I not know. gonna argue with you. We'll see if they can put it together. I dinner. know. I
5: need Jalen Hurts to step up. I got, I mean, I'm uh, pro
6: Jalen Hurts. Nothing so is, nothing I hope is they're a really good. I'm gonna bet the Eagles in week one a Survivor. So yep. I need them to be really good. I would be
5: that would be helpful. By the way, I wouldn't bet Washington, oh, buddy.
6: Yeah, I'll probably stay away from that one. E- that's gonna be a tricky one. I'll be um, watching.
5: Um, we're gonna talk to, uh, to your guy, stats. Rob Stats Guerrero coming up, uh, bottom of the hour. He is fired up today about the decision for the 49ers to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. smart. You disagree.
6: No, well, it's he, smart.
5: Oh, no, he is furious. He thinks he should be gone. Oh, I've
6: been, like you said, you've been telling me about the commanders. Have I not been saying this throughout the entire oh, yeah. offseason? They'd be crazy to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. And it has nothing to do with whether they believe that Trey Lance is ready to be the guy. Trey Lance had two starts last year in Jimmy Garoppolo's absence and got injured in the second one. So it's a very small sample size, but it says that, okay, he's susceptible because of his current style of play to a lot of extra contact, specifically for that position. Because part of what's going to make him successful this year is his athleticism, his ability to extend plays. With that comes more contact. Why would you get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo when you, if you keep him, you have the best backup in the National Football League. And it's not like Jimmy was so good that every time Trey Lance throws an incompletion or interception that the crowd's going to start chanting "Jimmy, Jim." It's it's not that kind of situation.
5: I think it could get weird. I don't and, and ugly. I don't. I uh, think a very well, intelligent
6: fan base in San Francisco. I don't see that happening.
5: I mean, they 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 fortunately have a very soft start to the season. First two weeks there'll be a. They're road favorite week one. They'll be a touchdown favorite week two against Seattle. But then it gets real, man. At the Broncos, home to the Rams. Yeah, it'll be uh it'll be interesting. I I I don't disagree though. I mean, there was no market either way. No one wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. And you know, it could do a lot worse. Can't wait to talk the stats. We'll talk to them next. Get the latest on the 49ers and their decision to keep
0: Jimmy G. This is the Nightcap on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: Your next win is brewing. Play free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins. In 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Miller to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Celebrate. Responsibly. It is the nightcap here on VSIN alongside former Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and our next guest uh, worked with this gentleman right here, Sean King, for quite My some guy. time. My guy. He's been all over the place over his career, and now is the host of both an NFL podcast for SB Nation NFL and a podcast that focuses on the 49ers. And uh, before we bring in our next guest, Rob Stats-Guerrera, and at Stats on Fire, I want to read a tweet. Read a tweet. Why would you trade three first-round picks for a guy you're afraid to embrace? This is a disaster for the 49ers. Do they ever plan anything, or do they just make bleep up as they go along? That would be the tweet from our next guest, Rob Stats Guerrero. At Stats on Fire, he was on fire, so Stats, fire away, baby. What's going on? Uh, You do not agree with my co-host. You are not a believer in this decision. To keep Jimmy G.
8: Well, apparently the 49ers are not a believer in themselves. Because they either doubt, one, Trey Lance's ability, or two, his ability to stay healthy. To me, that is the only way you can look at this situation.
6: Well, I love love stats. And and, and I got to talk stats off the ledge. Please do. So in the NFL, there's this thing called roster management. So if the 49ers are guilty, I think they're guilty of reaching for a quarterback that did not fit with how their current roster is construed. They have a Super Bowl-ready team. Yet, yeah, let me give you some numbers. Since 2018, now we're in 2022, so this is not a small sample size. Trey Lance is thrown for 3,550 yards, rough, Roughly. So you're talking about a kid who has not really played the quarterback position, yet they love everything about him. They love his demeanor, his intangibles, his talent, his skill set. That's why they gave up as much as they did to get him. And then on the other hand, you have a guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, who, by the way, NFL teams think he's good enough to have paid him over $130 million so far. And he's thrown 71 touchdowns to I think his 30-something interceptions in his career You have like this safety net. Yet they decided when they drafted Trey Lance because of Garoppolo's injury history, we're not going to be willing to give him the extension that's going to be due. I think this entire process was based on that opinion. And so now you're in kind of a pickle because you have Garoppolo, who's taking you to a Super Bowl and an NFC Championship game. Yet you have this really super talented young quarterback, but you know he's not ready to win at the level that your current roster is. So the best thing you can do is give Trey Lance experience, but also have a safety net on the team and Jimmy Garoppolo for this upcoming season in case, as what happened last year, Trey Lance gets injured, or if he's struggling, instead of ruining his confidence, you can bring Garoppolo in, let him sit for a little while longer, and then it's his team next year as Garoppolo's gone.
8: (laughs) That's what we thought this year. Sean. Sean. If you were in a relationship with somebody, right? And they were like, hey, I really want, let's go on a date right now. Let's go. You and me, we're going to go to the movies. And on the way to the movies, you're like, you know what? We're just going to make one more stop real quick. I'm just, I'm going to pick up my ex, but don't worry. It's not going to be weird. She's just going to sit right behind us at the movies. And if, you know, if I'm not having a really good time with you, maybe I'll just have her move up and sit next to me and we'll do that. That's the situation the 49ers are in with their quarterback right now. You said they're in a pickle. They put themselves in the pickle jar here. This is absurd. If you were worried about Trey Lance's development because you have a win-now roster, why did you draft this guy? You could have drafted Mac Jones. None of this makes any sense with the 49ers. And it just it's a string of weird, bad
6: quarterback decisions in the Kyle Shanahan era. Now, First, I, agree, I agree with you here, Stats, but I'm going to give you a counter-argument. Okay. Why was no one talking about Trey Lance being the X in the back seat last year for Jimmy Garoppolo, which is basically what they did to Garoppolo. Garoppolo basically was in a contract year. If if they're going to extend you as a starting quarterback, they're not going to let you play in the last year of your deal. He was two years out, yet he handled it emotionally. He went out. He played well enough to get them to the NFC championship game. So Trey Lance should have learned – that, okay, having two quarterbacks that are capable on the roster is not uncommon since I've been in the NFL. I think if he's really what they think he is, then Garoppolo being on the team doesn't bother him.
8: It's not the same thing, Sean. It's one thing to be Jimmy Garoppolo, an established 30-year-old veteran, and have a rookie in Trey Lance who's coming out of North Dakota State, who, as you said, is one of the most inexperienced quarterbacks we've ever seen sitting behind you. It's another thing to be Trey Lance you know, trying to prove yourself here and have Jimmy Garoppolo behind you, a seasoned veteran who's gotten to a Super Bowl, who's gone to an NFC championship game, who the locker room clearly loves. That's not the same situation. We know Trey's going to struggle because he's going to have ups and downs. And the second he does, the second he does, what's it going to be? They're going to ask every single player in the locker room. Do you go to Jimmy Garoppolo there. Did you ever consider Jimmy Garoppolo? You think you would have won this game with Jimmy Garoppolo? That's what Trey Lance is going to have to deal with the second
6: he struggled. I don't th- I don't know necessarily he's going to struggle. I think we're going to find out, Rob. I mean, he has one of the best supporting casts a young quarterback could ever ask for. I mean, Brandon Ayuk finally started to turn into, mm-hmm. you know, the talented player they thought he was. Debo Samuel has gotten paid, so, you know, he's back happy. They have one of the elite tight ends in George Kittles. Danny Gray from SMU looks like he's going to be an excellent Slide, deep threat, you know, third option at wide receiver, and then they always have backs, even if we don't necessarily know who they are. One of the top 10 offensive lines is not guaranteed that Trey Lance struggles. I, this might be more of a injury protection move because Trey Lance started two games last year and got injured in game two. But so is Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the whole
8: thing. You're not he's not Mr. Dependable back there. So now you're telling me I gotta have a good third string quarterback in case Jimmy Garoppolo also gets injured. It just seems like really, really weird to me that they are doing this. And I don't care what anybody says, every second Jimmy Garoppolo is there, you are undermining Trey Lance.
6: I, I disagree. I I bet there are a lot of fan bases that would trade this situation, and this roster for what they're currently going through. Well, I'm, no tra- a, I'm a Bucks fan. We lost all three of our interior linemen, <laughs> then lost the guy that was supposed to replace one of them. So put so yourself in 49ers. my shoes. I'm in your shoes.
8: The 49ers <laughs> lost all three of their interior linemen too. I'm there with you, buddy.
6: Relax. Take a breath, Stats. It's going to be okay. And Kyle Shanahan, we trust.
5: I wouldn't. <laughs> We're talking too. <laughs> Uh, you can follow stats on Twitter at stats on fire. Rob Stats Guerrero joining us. Uh, check out his podcast with SB Nation, uh, with the NFL, and uh, for the 49ers as well. So, uh, it when you look at this team right now, stats. I mean, there's a lot of people who believe they can win this division. Whether it be a hangover for the Rams uh, to win the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, uh, and and the the talent that's on this roster. So. Where do you stand right now with this 49ers team, whether it be winning the NFC West, you know, making the playoffs again, winning the NFC know, what seems to be a wide open conference this year? Where are you heading into this season on them, you know, on the optimism meter and, you know, betting wise, win totals, division, et cetera? If you had asked
8: me this question a week ago, I would have told you I'm super bullish on the 49ers. I thought it might be a little bit of a struggle early on, but I would have told you that they are going to be a much better team at the end of the season than they will be at the beginning of the year because Trey Lance will have more experience, and Kyle Shanahan will have more experience with Trey, calling plays, learning how defenses adapt to him, all that stuff. The only thing that could have stopped, or the only two things that could have stopped that are injuries and Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers doing this to themselves. Now, if they're going to be ping-ponging back and forth between these quarterbacks, I don't know what to think with the 49ers. This has this has really caused me to kind of redefine how I think this season is gonna go just because number 10 is still on the roster.
6: I I understand your concern, stats, but I will say I don't know that they'll be better at the end of the year than they were at the beginning is completely like organically accurate, only because if Trey Lance struggles early with the scrutiny that's going to be on him. Are you not concerned? Maybe he loses confidence. I mean, it's a super unfair situation for a young kid that really hadn't played a lot of quarterback to be in this position anyway. So if I do have a, 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 a argument with the 49ers, it's the fact that they drafted him knowing how their roster was constructed. But he has to get off to a good start, or you have to worry about his confidence.
8: Well, I, I think it'd be a lot easier for him to keep his confidence if his replacement wasn't waiting in the wings, don't you?
6: No, those those looks in the locker room. I mean, Debo got paid, but you know, Brandon Ayuk is gonna wanna get paid. I mean, yeah, George Kittle's gonna be hey, you can only miss these pros so many times when they open before <laughs> hey, they stop going to dinner with you. You know, you used to send a text, they they answer right back, you know, now they leave you on read. <laughs> Jimmy not Jimmy doesn't answer right back, does he? He ghosts the team and he still misses those <laughs> open
8: guys. It's a mess.
5: Follow stats on Twitter oh, at man, Stats On awesome Fire. Stats. Check out his podcasts as well. Uh, go take a breath, maybe sip some red wine or something like and that. And Jimmy Stats. G,
6: we trust.
5: Thanks, guys. There he is.
0: That <laughs> Stats on Fire on Twitter. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. This is the nightcap on vSend, the Sports Betty Network.
5: It's football season, and betters know this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for 40 bucks a month and see everything Vison has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options to become part of the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Man, your guy's stats
6: was fired up. I mean, it's a couple of fan bases. They're delusional, <laughs> but like their level of loyalty is actually it, I mean, it's extremely impressive. And it's generally the Cowboys and the Patriots fan bases that, that are delusional, but I think the 49ers fan base is running a close third right now. Why would you be upset that you have a known commodity in Jimmy Garoppolo and Bitcoin at $5. That's what Trey Lance is. I mean, they're banking that they have the next great thing. But if they don't, you have Garoppolo sitting right there. That's Microsoft. I mean, that that's Apple. You know, that's, that's proven. Like, you know, that's never going to really lose you money. So it's the best of both worlds. If Trey Lance is ready to be everything you think he could be, cool. If he still needs a year or two to develop, great. We go back to Garoppolo. I don't get what's wrong with that. But I haven't heard your opinion on this. What's your opinion on the 49ers deciding to keep Garoppolo, put him on a one-year deal, so you know at the end of the year he's going to walk. Yep. What's your opinion on that for this year? So –
5: I understand your side, and I understand where stats is coming from, too. For me, it's an indicator that they're not fully buying in on Trey Lance right now, and they haven't been sold on him this offseason. Now, you could also argue that they tried to trade him and no one wanted him, but they could have just released him. So I would say it's, it's an issue where I think the 49ers aren't completely all in and believing that Trey Lance is going to take them to the promised land. And I think it does lead to some questions as the season goes on. I still believe the 49ers win this division, but this gives me a little bit of hesitation that, you know, maybe they're not fully believing that Lance is good enough to get them to that promised land.
6: So let me give you a stat, and I'm pulling it up right here. Hold on one second. Last year, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 3,800 yards in one season. Since 2018, Trey Lance has thrown for 3,500 yards. They did not trade up and draft a proven commodity at quarterback. They didn't trade up and draft a seasoned quarterback. They went up and got an impressive piece of clay. They knew they were going to have to mold it. They weren't sure how long it was going to take. So the fact that it's taking time for Trey Lance to develop and be ready to quarterback a team that feels like they're a Super Bowl contender does not alarm me at all. Because if you are honest with yourself, and I remember Texan Booger who was doing the draft, like, what is John, what, what, what is John and Kyle doing? Like, Trey Lance is so far away from being ready to play at the level necessary for the rest of this roster to achieve what they're capable of. Like, I just didn't see how the time frames matched up. So I think kudos to the 49ers for understanding that. They still really believe in Trey Lance. He just may not be ready in 2022. So what's the best thing to do? Rather than tank the whole season, keep Garoppolo.
5: But let me ask you this, because you, over your career, have dealt with situations where – you know, as an injury, but you took over for a starter mm-hmm. for a team that had aspirations of winning of a Super Bowl. How does this play out right now in the locker room? How does this play out for Trey Lance, who is trying to you know take over the starting role for the first time? He, I, I can't remember, and, and I'm sure there's a situation that has come up, but I, I can't recall where a highly drafted player comes in, doesn't start right away, then gets the starting job. And that same quarterback there is to back him up. I imagine it's happened before, but it just it seems very awkward in that, in that regard. Here's
6: what makes this, in my opinion, a non-issue. The team seems to like Jimmy and Trey. This yep. isn't a situation like Cleveland where players are publicly saying, we're tired of Baker and his act. This seems like two guys that are mature, that are great teammates, that just happen to play the one position on the field where there's only one of them. And generally, historically, during the course of the game, only one guy plays. But I'm just saying, I don't have an issue with it, and I'm a former quarterback. The best thing can happen for Trey Lance if he's not ready to be the 17-game starter this year is to have someone like Jimmy Garoppolo that can come in and fill in. And if he's ready, then guess what? Jimmy never plays.
5: So let's just get to the 49ers. I, I have a bet on them to win the division at two to one, to win this division. Um the roster is is pretty darn good. Do you believe has your opinion changed one way or the other with this news? Does it enhance it? Does it make it worse? Where are you after this decision to ultimately keep Jimmy Garoppolo, sign him to a deal that makes him the most Highly paid backup, I believe, in the league. Where are you on the 49ers today?
6: I'm kind of in the same spot. I mean, I feel like they're in a nip-and-tuck battle with, with the Rams. I give the Rams a nod because of Matthew Stafford. You know, they still have Cooper Cup. Cam Akers is another year removed from injury, so he's going to be better. They picked up Allen Robinson to replace the departed Robert Woods. I think Allen is a Allen is a more dynamic downfield threat. You have a um, another year experience on Tyler Higbee, the tight end. Defense still is anchored by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So, I mean, I still think the Rams are the best team in this division. I mean, we'll see if the Cardinals can hold it together through the first six weeks. I mean, when they get DeAndre Hopkins back, having a deep threat like Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz is another year in the system. Kyler Murray's now paid, so he didn't have that win on his conscience. James Connor, surprisingly, was very, very effective. As a running back, the Cardinals have some pieces as well. The only team I think does not have a chance is Seattle.
5: Yeah, I don't think Seattle. I, the, my worry with the Cardinals is there's no DeAndre Hopkins for the first six right. weeks.
6: They got to hold it together for six weeks. and They added Hollywood Brown to help them do that. And historically... I got Rondell Moore from Purdue. You love Purdue. (laughs) You do.
5: do I love Purdue.
6: You like them in Week One versus Penn State. I'm I'm intrigued. I I threw that in there.
5: I'm intrigued by Purdue. I'm just
6: saying, like Arizona has, they generally play better at the beginning of the year. But yeah, they always fall apart. So this year, guess what? They get their best player at at, Week Six.
5: That week, that playoff game doesn't spook you. I mean, they were an absolute disaster. Disaster. Kyler Murray looked like he had never played hey,
6: football. I'm on record as saying there's no way I'd have paid Kyler Murray with two years remaining on this deal, but they did. Well, so we'll see. Well, Kyler still is a top 12, at yeah, you know, at worst quarterback a, in a, this league t- t- from there's a, a ton talent of standpoint. There with him, yeah. But, I mean, you just look at the way their season. I do like some of the things they've done collapsed. with him in the offseason. season. I think, and Cliff Kingsbury gets a lot of criticism. And hey, man, listen. If there's anybody that's ever gotten a head coaching job and didn't deserve it, and National Football League it's Cliff Kingsbury. Now, he's done better than people anticipated. You know, while there, he took a team that, that was not very good. He turned them into a playoff team, even though they didn't look good. They did make the playoffs last year. Give credit where credit is due. But I thought what he did this offseason or this training camp, this preseason, was, was brilliant. He actually allowed Kyler Murray to call the plays. And yeah, because they they were not seeing eye to eye. I know, but what that does for the quarterback is it gives you a different perspective on because I was a quarterback. I've been an OC. It's a different ball game from the sideline getting information from upstairs about what's happening. You know, trying to get all the personnel groups matched up with the schemes, trying to make sure that the right guys are getting enough targets and touches. And I think Kyler now has a better respect for the process. That goes into the collection of plays that you utilize on game day. And I think that more than anything will make him more invested during the week in the actual game planning. And I think that helps them.
5: So would you take a, a flyer on nah, the Cardinals and win this division?
6: Nah, i go Rams. Yeah. I mean the Rams have the least least amount of questions. I mean, unless sure. unless something's really wrong with Stafford's elbow. I other than that, the Rams have the least amount of questions.
5: You like the pickup of Allen Robinson?
6: Yeah, I love that. If he can stay healthy. Like to me, Allen Robinson's talent has never been questioned. Is can he, you know, stay healthy for the full year? But he has the best quarterback he's ever had. So
5: Well, this is our last show in this time slot, but this time slot will be occupied by Femia Bebefe and Wes Reynolds. They will join us next right here on the Nightcap.
7: Regular season football is just around the corner. The VSIN team has been prepping all summer for this. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VSIN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts NFL veterans, Mike's NFL veterans, Mike's NFL veterans, Mike's NFL veterans.
0: apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast
3: the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world
4: we cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening what it means and why it matters every afternoon i'm sarah holder i'm Saleya mosin